0: This is the of Calvin Podcast, and as I've just heard from Dave, we're going to give it a try today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give the energy a try. Uh, I'm very tired. Yeah, that's what you get getting recorded on a Friday, end of the week. It's a tough time to be. It's, it's beautiful weather outside, storm is approaching, so maybe we'll find some lightning in the episode as well. But go
1: ahead. I was just going to say, but, but it's Friday and everything is better on Fridays. Even
0: storms. Which is not a good thing.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, if, if if you float away during the recording of the podcast, I will salute
0: and uh, see you later. Oh, <laughs> I am in the Netherlands. I'm like three meters be- below sea level at the moment and I'm on the first floor. So it's a distinct possibility. But that's just part of living mm. in this beautiful country, I guess. But anyway, that being said, today we're going to talk about something that... Um, It's getting more and more interesting, I guess, because in the olden days, when I started my career, it was kind of normal to stay in the same job for like a decade or more. Well, these days people change jobs a lot and definitely with the COVID epidemic, the whole brain, not the brain drain, but what was it called again? The big... uh, there's the a the big
1: resignation, or been
0: yeah, a couple of hype words yeah. coming out there, but apparently people mm. are moving jobs a lot. And um, well, Dave and I, both from our own little point of view, Dave as being a uh, hiring manager—is that a correct term for it? Yeah, sure. Uh, and me being a, a simple foot soldier in the trenches who does occasionally mentor new people who come into the company, uh, we thought maybe we should talk about that a little bit
1: indeed but before we do oh, that let's just do a let's just do a quick plug. Um, I had the pleasure of presenting at a global pre-sales conference uh, earlier on this week uh, which uh, just wrapped up yesterday uh, called demo fest and it's it's a conference purely focused around solutions engineering sales engineering pre-sales call it what you like um loads of interesting sessions one of which delivered by me and uh, as you can see on the screen if you're looking at this on youtube uh, it was around what i believe at least are the key tenants of successful pre-sales leadership so if you're interested in hearing yet more of this uh, melodious rambling voice um, feel free to follow the links in the show notes and uh Hit register for Demo Fest and you'll be able to uh, listen to my session uh, afterwards. So if, if the topic sounds interesting or if you just can't get enough, uh, then uh, yeah, go ahead, have a listen and see what you think. And any feedback or thoughts that you have, you know, please do reach out via the uh, the contact us form on the website. Ping me directly on LinkedIn. Send me a smoke signal, carry a pigeon,
0: whatever you like. I don't send the carrier pigeons. He just cooks and eats them.
1: <laughs> maybe maybe pigeons tasty Mm-mm-mm. flying rat
0: <laughs> he's from the uk people <laughs> hey we eat all sorts of things over here cool anyway that's regular okay that's, program. that's
1: ever so slightly broken yawn that early in the episode oh we're doing so well
0: Yes, I'm leaving it up to you now. I'm kind of going to sit in my corner, (laughs) just not a lot.
1: All right. So we're talking about uh, career paths. As Jan mentioned, this is something that has evolved um, quite a lot over time and seems to be continuing to accelerate. Now, in terms of of career paths, uh, I myself, you know, spent... Uh, over 10 years in a completely different um, space I I started my my working life in mechanical engineering um, in the aerospace industry and I spent 10 years in that uh, over 10 years in that at Rolls-Royce military aero engines and that was that was what I I thought I was going to do for the rest of my uh, the rest of my time certainly early on and as i sort of as i grew older as i sort of got exposed to more technologies and and you know more opportunities i found that you know that maybe the the engineering part of that particular career was not as interesting to me as i thought it was going to be and uh, but i actually found some of the technology that i was using or playing with at the time actually pretty interesting and that's what spurred me off on a on a completely different direction and sort of yeah 20 plus years of, uh, of, of, work later
0: in the, in the tech and, and IT industry. Mm-hmm. And does this mean that I would have to divulge a little bit about my career choices in the past, how I started out? I think that might be useful. Well, I'm not sure if it's useful. It's kind of funny though, because I've always been in the IT <laughs> environment. I've spent my first years really in what was called the EDP, the electronic data processing department, which was uh, what IT was called in those days. Mm. The reason I started in that is because uh, at the end of your uh, schooling, the end of your uh, school career, if you can call it that, you typically get kind of uh, career advice. And my advice was pretty much, you, you can't do anything, so just go into IT, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> I still appreciate the advice because it worked out very well. But <laughs> will just kind of show how different the ages are.
1: So I don't remember exactly what my career advice was from school. I do remember that it was useless though. Um, but I, you know, when I left school, I I thought I wanted to get into, um, like design sort of, um, but more like engineering design. So drafting, um um sort of computer-aided design maybe although i didn't really know a great deal about that back in the day and it was still very early times for that sort of stuff but uh yeah it was the the journey i think was that was kind of interesting was that one thing at least for me one thing led to another and that's one of the things that i think has been pretty consistent on my uh my career path at least uh is that while i might not have known what my next step was going to be or my next the next part of my journey or that sort of thing it it all felt like a fairly natural progression even the the change between going uh, having you know a focus more on the engineering side through to the the it side you know i drifted Um, during my time in in engineering more and more towards the the technology side of things. And it just, at that point,
0: felt like a bit
1: of a natural progression.
0: Yeah. it's something we're probably going to talk more about in the rest of the episode. If how you, how you look at this, because for me as well, uh, even though I wouldn't say drifted, it's more like things piqued my interest and caused me to Mm. move, but I never really had a a 10, 20 year plan of this is where I want to be. Is that a good thing, a bad thing? I guess we can't get back at that uh, during the episode
1: yeah i mean that i think the the sort of the key probably next piece is like why you know why change at all and i think you've you've actually just hit the nail on the head right out of the gate because it's it's what piques your interest like the you're gonna spend a significant portion of your life working in in the majority of cases, unless you sort of happen across a a giant lottery win or something else like that. Um, Like, so we all, I think we've both always focused on doing what we're interested in, doing what um, kind of gives us a uh, a bit of drive, a bit of interest. Um, you know, fires off some a bit of curiosity in our brain and, you know, hopefully pays the bills and all that side of things as well. But the, the reasons to, you know, make a change or it start evolving your career in one direction or another are usually because you come across something that you think is, oh, this is actually more interesting than what I'm doing at the moment.
0: It's slightly different for me. Because for me, it's more like, uh, okay, I I got a job, I'm doing a thing, I'm doing it good because apparently my boss likes me, so that's fine. But then something comes around. For example, when the whole uh, hypervisor thing, the virtual machine craze started, I just built uh, Xen server back at home and I played around with that stuff. And I went to do forums. I went to do, uh, I mean, writing blogs wasn't something you did a lot in those days. Uh, But I just got interested. I got to know people. And then, I guess, coincidentally, job openings happened where that knowledge became important, became useful. And since I had that knowledge a little bit, and was a little bit ahead of the curve, perhaps, at least in this part of the world, I was able to Mm -hmm. flow into that job that way. So, for me, it isn't really that I see a job uh, posting somewhere think, oh, that's cool. I want to get in there. It's more like I've already kind of moved a little bit my main thing, I'm still doing my job. I'm still doing whatever I'm doing. I mean, when I, when I started looking at virtualization, um, I was actually in customer support at that point in post sales for Silicon Graphics. Mm. And uh, virtualization was something that was done in HPC in those days, but Xen was happening and it was kind of fun. KVM yeah. was uh, the first steps there, but Xen was really better at the, in, in those days. I'm not entirely sure what it's today anymore. Um, but basically yeah, I just started playing around with that stuff. and by coincidence, I kind of moved into a, a role as a DevOps engineer for a company or an organization, I should say, uh, that wanted to create a public cloud.
1: Yeah. Cool. I think we're both saying the same thing. Like, I don't think that it's... I don't think many people necessarily see a new job posting and go, ooh, I'll go and completely change direction. I think it's people find something... I think some people may do that, but I think more often than not, if you're doing... If you've got a career a change in your career path you come across like as you explained that you come across a technology or a a something in your life that you get interested in and then i think it, probably easiest way to describe it you you look for a way to scratch that itch you look for a way well, where it just happens can, yeah <laughs> i mean but that's that's i think the the organic nature of a lot of these changes. I think that you you said sort of, you asked a question earlier on, like, is it a, a bad thing not to have like a 10, mm-hmm. 20 year like career plan? Like, I would say it's, it's especially in, in the the world we live in today, yeah. like, if you create like a 10 or 20 year career plan, like you're insane. Like I, I couldn't possibly predict, you know, certainly not accurately at least, <laughs> I'm sure I could predict, but I would, uh, I would i would i uh, would i would doubt its ver- uh, its uh, veracity uh, like what on earth will things will look like, like 10 20 years from now in terms of career options where things are going like the direction the opportunities that might be available just you know,
0: yeah. would be insane. I, I got two points to disprove that is this proof of the right mm. word i don't think so but i mean it kind of depends because we're also looking at this at the it world and the it world is going so fast and knowing what you're going to do next year i have no idea but this is very specific for the technology world i mean if you're in finance or something like that i i don't know i am not in finance but i have a vision an idea that there's a lot less flexibility, Uh, it's just a career path moving up in this chain of hierarchy. And there's a lot less going left or right in things in that or in manufacturing, not engineering, engineering is also, of course, a technology point of uh, a technology thing, but we're kind of in a luxury position of being in an industry where it's, it's not only allowed, but encouraged to have interests and to grow your interests over time.
1: And I think you brought up an interesting point is that we're also in an industry that is continuously reinventing itself and coming up with new, like completely groundbreaking approaches to things. Like some of those groundbreaking things are actually things that were done many years ago, but they've been given a fresh new coat of paint.
0: Sometimes <laughs> that's what it needs. I mean, that's what it yeah. works. And I also think that a lot of people in the IT industry, we kind of underestimate the the, the the actual importance of that thing, because to be able to work in this industry, you have to have a kind of flexibility of mind to be able to be creative and move on to new things. There are a yeah. lot of people, and again, I'm involved, I'm now a senior person as an SA uh, at my current company, so I am involved in the recruitment uh, panels as well. and Some people, you can just see from their resume, they learned one thing, they do one thing, and they keep doing the same thing. and Yes, sorry. Typically, sorry, people. But typically, those people I'm not gonna give an approval on because they won't stay. People, those people just stay for a month, p- panic, total chaos, and leave. And it's not good for them or us to to hire those people yeah. at that point. And I always the people that we do hire, then the good, the good, the good people sorry good bad people not going there <laughs> but the people that we do uh, like well it's actually something that people very much underestimate the the actual importance the, the value it brings to have that kind of flexible mind to be able to do this
1: I mean, you, you mentioned uh, an interesting point Like, Again. what if what if a change that someone makes um, you know ends up being the wrong change like is that the end is is there is it? should they immediately commit Harry carry and there's, there's no other options? Well,
0: obviously. I mean, yeah, but, but <laughs> you're moving one further. I had two exceptions on your, uh, rule of planning. And the second mm. one is very short. One is some people just go for, I want to end up a CEO and I don't care what I'm doing. Yeah. Now, I dislike that kind of person with a strong emotion. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's a lot of them out there as well.
1: I, I mean, I, I, do, I think that that is different to the the sort of the plan that I was talking about. And
0: Yeah, but that's a very distinct plan, right? Uh, I, yeah. I have, well, I have met but, people that have, I want to be junior today, and one year time I want to be senior, then I want to be principal, and then I'll be CTO, and I'll be that. And that's their 10-year plan. And if anything deviates, they move to another company.
1: Yeah, well, that's a little bit simplistic. I don't I do <sighs> I don't mind if people have a desire... and mind i don't um hold it against someone if they have a desire to you know become a cto sure. or a or a cio nope. or whatever totally like, if that's their if that's what they want to do if that's where they see themselves heading then great like there are multiple ways to do that um you may not be able to do that within the the same company but hopefully you can you can build up the experience and the tools and the uh, the knowledge that will get you there eventually. I, I think mm-hmm. the, the thing that you're talking about is potentially the unrealistic expectations of, I'm just going to roll Not unrealistic, but aggressively through all of these things and get to CTO in.
0: No, it's more having that desire to totally devoid of the industry or the, 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 the ecosystem you want to work in. You need to have some affinity with what you're doing. I mean, I can't imagine being a, a CEO of, of, of a bank. I would die inside. I mean, I have nothing with finance. I I don't, it's not interesting. It's, I don't see any, it has no life for me. And just Mm. saying, oh, I can become a CTO, but I have to move to a bank. I would say no. Well, I knew manager in the first place, but apart from that, Mm -hmm. but there are people who are just looking for their next pay grade upgrade, I guess. Totally, I don't care. Oh, we're going to crypto today. And next week we'll go into call centers, whatever. There's those career management people that just go from left to right, and
1: ah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's what but I then, like. I think that 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 starts to show up on like on people's LinkedIn yeah. profiles. Like you can see when people have have hopped, skipped, and jumped a bunch of times, yeah. and you can maybe think that you can change that by giving them such an amazing experience that uh, that they'll want to stay but i don't really i don't believe that i don't believe that that's true i think some if you see someone that's moved a lot and you can to their credit most people that you're talking about that have this career management career direction aspiration are pretty open about it like yeah, they don't no, hide no. it like they're happy to say, like this is my this is my journey that I'm that I'm on at the moment. This is the route that I'm taking. Um, but yeah, it's it's not. I certainly as a hiring manager, like I don't I don't hire people that are just looking nope. for the next hop along the road. I hire people that I hope are going to grow within the organisation yep. and find a path for themselves within the organisation and are going to stay for a good long. Uh, a good long time. Like you, you can see like a giant glowing symbol in the background here. If you're watching on YouTube, like this is the the recognition that I've been at my current gig for over three years now. And like to see a number of people that I've also like recruited over time, also start to see some of these glowing symbols popping up like is, is cool because mm-hmm. it's a recognition that the, the people that you bought on board are happy and continuing to grow and continue to develop and still enjoying what they're doing and to, to bring someone on board that is just looking at, uh, at the position as a stepping stone, not really beneficial for, for the employer. Yeah.
0: I mean, retention is no go at that point because the moment they find something yeah. better, the next step up, they're gone, whatever you do. yeah, And yeah, I mean. In the last couple of years i've actually had one uh person i mentored who quit after a month because he got a better job offer Mm. which uh i think we'll we'll come we'll come
1: to that a little bit later in the in the discussion i think so so we're uh we're running a little long here um and we've only covered a few points so i think it is probably time to wrap this one up and we will continue
0: the uh the winding career path journey in our next episode. Yeah. For me, a little summary I want to add at this point is that all the stuff we're talking about, it's all things that end up on your resume and hiring people, both the managers and the people doing the panels and the interviews, they look at that and the choices yep. you make, say something about you and you can't hide stuff on your resume. If you leave a gap of five years, you're going to get questions about it, of course. So the, for me, the idea behind this, uh, oh, it's going to be a series of episodes now is more mm. to kind of. Talk about how you can have a good career path, or actually accelerate your career in the end, and not hinder you in the past. Uh, in, in the yeah. future, sorry.
1: And like the the other thing I would say is that um, a lot of hiring managers will will listen to your thoughts and your you know will ask you questions and we'll listen to your answers around you know if you've had a few spots or a few kind of jumps in your career um it's not a an, an immediate no i would never hire someone that's hopped around nope. a few times so there's an explanation um, exactly Things happen. but like yeah but the explanation needs to feel genuine needs to be realistic and needs to kind of all line up and make sense so With that, I think unless you've got anything else...
0: I've got a lot more, but as you said, that's going to be for next time.
1: Indeed. So that is all the time we have today. You can support this podcast by becoming a patron. Every contribution really does help. We are, as I've said earlier, on YouTube. You can like, you can subscribe, you can comment, you can hit the notification bell and do all the YouTube things. Please go to www.roaringelephant.org for a link to our Patreon page and for more information about the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter using the at Roaring Elephant tag and you can send your feedback if you're that way inclined to podcast at RoaringElephant.org. Until next time, my name is... Ooh, I hadn't thought about this one.
0: (laughs) Career Guru Dave, how about that? (laughs) okay and my name is i'm just trying what's and see what sticks on the wall (laughs) you fair enough
1: uh and we look forward to talking to you next week bye see you then